Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane, Shane, and Ellie back with you again. We are here to uh, to talk some really fun stuff. We're just looking at the 2023 wide receivers. We're going to break them down. We're going to talk about where Shane um, potentially has them going in uh, a mock draft, where kind of that draft capital looks like. We'll be talking about some of their film. Well, Nelly will be bringing in some nerd numbers. Uh, we're just going to talk about as many of these guys as we can. But let's dive into these 2023 wide receivers. Let's start at the top here. I don't think we necessarily have any consensus, but we're, you know, before we started the season, we're just going to talk about that guy that was first overall on the board at the wide receiver position. That's JSN Jackson Smith, the Jigba out of the Ohio State University. Did that just for you, Shane? Uh, JSN. Played really, really well last year. Gets banged up early in the year. Never really comes back full to form and then just kind of stops playing. First question, Shane, do you think that hurts his draft stock? Is that going to be a worry for NFL teams? Or because Jamar Chase did it last year, they're like, nah, it is what it is. No, I I think it hurts his NFL draft stock because I think he had a shot to be a top 10, top 5 kind of pick. So there's definitely some type of hurt there. There's a lot of questions that are going to go through. Now, this is a, a guy that's 6'1", 200. He's not Jamar Chase. He's not Julio Jones. So I think for, for Jackson Smith and Jigba, that's, there, there's some questions even if he had he played all season, he would have to answer to be the wide receiver one in this class uh, at that. So when you only have really like one year of elite production, I think I think it's going to hurt him. Now, does that mean that he falls out of the first round or he's, he's – you know, not a top two receiver taken in the draft. I don't think that's necessarily the case. The production was so good last year with two receivers, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, who are in the NFL, who are playing well as rookies, are going to be studs in the NFL. I think NFL teams are going to say, JSN can play. We know we can play. If the medical's good, the interviews are good, I think JSN still uh, will be a top 20 pick. Nelly, analytically, like, or do we like JSN, the whole yippa-tippa, the uh, dominator, all that stuff that all checks out for JSN? Yeah, I mean, his his second year, what he did last year in 2021 was pretty incredible. It's probably the best single season that we have from a wide receiver in this class. Uh, and I think that's straight up. That's not even um, like taking into account that that was alongside Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, the two first round wide receivers this past year and probably the two leaders for um for rookie of the year in the NFL this year. Um so when you take that into consideration, his last year that he put up as a sophomore was was incredible. Um I, the issue for me is I think one is draft capital um because of the injury, because of what Shane all just talked about. Um 
that is something that could drop with a down third year. It's happened in the past. Um, and the draft capital could also potentially drop because there are thoughts that maybe he's more of just a slot guy at the next level, that he's not a he's not a an alpha out wide wide receiver that can that can do everything. I don't know if either of you have thoughts on that role specifically. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll, I'll say I think he's more than that. Um, and I think, uh, but I think you're right. I think there will be teams that say, uh, we've only really seen Jason in the slot. We're, we're out. Um, those teams were also out on Justin Jefferson. We see how that, you know, translated. Um, so, in my opinion, I think he has the skill set. Jason has the skill set to be an outside receiver, to be a number one um, in any offense in the NFL. But it could it could cause a fall, you know. Maybe someone takes Quinn Johnson over him because of that, and he goes the next pick or two. I think that could happen. Let's dive in here to the wide receiver two of the class. I think we get into something really interesting, right? Because we don't really have a clear set wide receiver two right now. Quinton Johnston at TCU. You have Jordan Addison at USC, uh, formerly at Pitt, won the Blitnikoff last year. I think. For me, I probably prefer Addison just a little bit more uh, just for that security. But I think Jordan Ad- or, uh, Quentin Johnston does have that uh, much higher ceiling. So, Shane, NFL draft-wise, who do you think people are going to fall in love with more? I, I think it's close. I do think it's close because I think Addison's production, Pitt, USC, uh, just off the charts, and, and he's been so productive um, and helped make his quarterbacks. I think teams are going to see that safety, you know, want him. I do think Quinn Johnson will be the riser this offseason when you're 6'4", 212, you're going to run and athletically test so well, as is Addison will test well too, but it's not going to look as good. Um, so I think it's going to be close. I I have Johnston a bit higher in my NFL draft rankings, um, Addison in the fantasy rankings. I think it just depends on your flavor. If you want to swing for the fences, then you go Johnston. If if you want a player that I think will be a wide receiver too in the NFL, easily, consistently have a few spike games, that's where I think Jordan Addison's an easy choice. Nelly, who do you prefer between these two guys? Um, geez, if you put me on the clock in a rookie draft and I was deciding between these two, I want to uh, trade down one slot because I think they're very, very equivalent here. I think Shane's right. I think Quinn Johnston probably has more upside. He's big, he's tall, he's fast. Uh, he's great after the catch, so he probably has a little bit more upside. So I guess gun in my head, I would pick him. But analytic- analytically, they're very similar. All three years for these guys, age-adjusted production is over expectation. Um when you adjust for games played, because both guys have dealt with a little bit of injury concerns, but they're pretty flawless uh, production profiles. Um, I mean, they've improved every year. Um, they've they performed at a young age. Um, all the peripherals look good. This this next set of two wide receivers here, both from the same school. So curious to see what you guys think here. We're going to go down to Tennessee. Um, and normally, I would say, well, you're the only 10 I see when looking at these two wide receivers. And for me, that's Jalen Hyatt, right? The really fast, really, really fast guy. He's going to burn you. Um, but, you know, there's a chance that uh, you would play him in a fantasy game and he'd get two catches for like eight yards on two screens. And that's really all he does, right? Um, and then you've got like Cedric Tillman who can do just about anything on the football field, really, really solid wide receivers. Like, Shane, who do you prefer? And 
more importantly, who does the NFL prefer? I, I think the NFL and I are on the same page here. I mean, I prefer Jalen Hyatt, and, and I like Tillman a lot, but I think Hyatt's going to get round one draft capital, worst case top 50, especially after workouts. And when you have a guy that can take that top off a of defense, I think we're seeing more and more teams want someone like that. There are a lot of teams lacking that right now. Um, Jalen Hyatt is, you know, he is a third year guy versus Tillman being a, a fifth year player. Um, maybe Nelly could talk to that a bit, but we've had a lot of round one receivers that I think the fantasy community has kind of been like, uh, you know, I'm iffy on Kadarius Tony went round one, John Dotson, uh, those kind of players. I think Brandon Ayuk was that player, maybe Henry Ruggs. Um, most of those were older. Jalen Hyatt won't be older, but the fear is, yeah, he is that one trick pony that could get you nothing. I'm hoping he can evolve in, in his skill set. But when, you know, when you're playing Alabama and they know what's going to happen and you can do that, I think that's huge. I think Cedric Tillman is not a super athlete but is a really good technically sound receiver. Uh, and th- I think there's value to that, but he's going to have to get in the right situation to really get an opportunity, I think, to perform. Yeah, I think um, I think Hyatt, analytically, he actually probably most reminds me of Jamison Williams from last year, where like quiet first couple seasons, third season just exploded. Um, in the SEC as well. Um, Hyatt's first year was actually not that bad. He was almost at expectation for a first-year wide receiver. But he was super quiet last year. I'm not sure why. But obviously this past year has been fantastic. He won the Bolitnikov, I believe, the best wide receiver in the country. Um, and as Shane said, he's going to test off the charts in, in terms of speed. So the NFL is going to love that. That's also similar to Jamison Williams. Um I don't think he's close to those top three guys that we talked about. He might get drafted like in the NFL draft, but I think for rookie drafts, he's a tier behind them. But I will definitely take him over Cedric Tillman. Um, You know, Tillman didn't do anything until his fourth year, which Jalen Hyatt hasn't even hit yet. So it's kind of apples to oranges. Tillman has those red flags where the, the hit percentages start to decrease because he didn't do anything early in his career. Uh, so let's let's move on to two wide receivers that I love to call really similar and that Nelly hates when I call them similar. That's Josh Downs at UNC and uh, Marvin Mims at Oklahoma. Now, I know Nelly loves when I say these two guys are really similar. They don't really play similar, but their their profiles are, are pretty similar to me. Um, you have the slot guy, Josh Downs, the slot guy at uh, UNC who I think is going to be slot in the NFL. Then you have Marvin Mims, a kind of slower slot guy, but is able to do a little bit more. Um, so curious to see, Shane, how are, how are we feeling about these two guys? Uh, I'll say first, Marvin Mims is not declared for the draft. And right. from his the interviews, it doesn't sound like he's necessarily made that decision yet. So I think he still could declare, but he hasn't yet. Um, I mean, I, I think Josh Downs, I think both are similar in, in some ways and how they play on the football field. I think Josh Downs is just better at getting separation, you know, staying in stride. I think he does a lot of the little things really well that bumps him up for me as a, a clear step above Marvin Mims. And I think Marvin Mims is a pretty good player. So, you know, I, I know Josh Downs, the production, the speed, uh, you know, a lot of Devi 
players like Josh Downs. Um, I struggle to see him going in the first round of the NFL draft. The slot receiver, 5'10", 170, you know, maybe bulks up to 175, 180 at best. Uh, I, I think that's going to be difficult. Now, second round, I think he Josh Downs is in play and can go to an offense that, that works for him. I think it could be good. Um, so I think Josh Downs, to me, out of my top six receivers, I think he's the most situation dependent um, for me of if I like him for fantasy or not. Yeah, as Kane said, I'm a pretty big Josh Downs fan. I think in terms of tiering these guys, we talked about the top three. I would say that he is close to equivalent with Jalen Hyatt. And I say that because while acknowledging everything that Shane and Kane has said, um, his production profile is fantastic. You know, his second year, I talked about Jackson Smith and Jigba's second year. Um, Josh Towns' second year was the only wide receiver in this class who who had a season that rivaled that. Um, he's 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 kind of in this short, speedy slot guy mold that we've seen the past few years, a la Rondell Moore, a la Wandale Robinson. Um, I guess Jalen Waddles like the high end outcome for that sort of short, speedy slot guy. Um, I, I think you could. I think Waddle would be too high to expect. Obviously, Waddle's worked out very well. But I think you can expect, like, Wandale's usage this year was great. Uh, Rondale Moore's usage has has turned out pretty well this year um, with a good situation. Um, so that's kind of what you're looking at. Um, but I do, I do think that he could sneak into the back of the first with his production that he's had. I think he's going to be fast as well. I don't think he's going to be as short as Wandale, which is good. Uh, or Rondale, which is an absolute mouthful to say both at the same time. Um, but the production profile is great. Uh, Mims is a little bit different because he's not this short, speedy guy. Um, so if he does declare, I, I wonder where he goes because he's not tall. Uh, he's not fast. He just wins, but he wins deep, which is really weird considering he's not fast and he's not tall. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But I do, I do like him if he does declare because his production profile has also been good. Let's just quickly touch on the guy that Shane probably likes more than just about anyone else in this draft process. Rasheed Rice, SMU. Uh, Shane, want to talk about him? I, I do. He's my wide receiver four in the class. I have him above Jalen Hyatt. I think he's going to be by far the best receiver at the Senior Bowl. Though I think guys like Andre Yacivas from Princeton and, and Charlie Jones from Purdue will show out pretty well. I think Rasheed Rice could take that step. We know that best receiver at the Senior Bowl Takes a step up. We saw Christian Watson last year. I, I think it's going to be Rice this year. He's big. He's productive. Uh, his footwork is good. The route running is good. He gets separation. You know, the, his biggest issue is drops, which honestly I, I don't think is that, that big of a deal ultimately for the NFL. I think Rice is, um, you know, kind of checks all my boxes as an outside NFL receiver. If that translates to the top 50 capital, then I think we're talking about someone that people might overlook because he went to SMU that they really shouldn't. Nelly, you got thoughts about Rasheed Rice? Yeah, I'd say he's probably pretty underrated. I don't, I don't have him as high as Shane um, because I, I do question draft capital a little bit. I think he goes day two, uh, but I would probably lean more towards the third round. But, you know, his production profile is actually sneakily pretty good. His fourth year, obviously, this past year has been incredible. But years one and two were just below expectation. 
Uh, year three took a slight step back, but you know he played behind other NFL wide receivers at SMU, and not even behind, I should say, alongside. Uh, Daniel Gray just got drafted to the 49ers in the third round, and he was on the SMU team. Um, and they had another guy, I can't remember his name, but he also he also uh, is on a roster. I think he had some injury concerns or something. But point being, he played at SMU, sure, but he was playing amongst legitimate wide receivers as well. Um, so I don't think that should be a huge knock. Let's look at some of the other wide receivers here. And I think, I think everything past this point gets really difficult, right? Like I, I don't know if draft capital will ever be clear until the draft happens on kind of the rest of these guys. Um, similar with, you know, as that hype kind of comes out, I think there's going to be some guys that, that really kind of zoom up um, and that end up getting a lot more rookie draft capital than, than we originally thought because of the NFL draft. Um, but Shane, who are some of those guys that, they're kind of outstanding. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about guys like Zay Flowers, uh, you know, A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest, Romeo Odunze out of out of Washington. Like, feel free to touch on any of those guys or, or anyone else that's kind of outstanding that we haven't touched on yet. No, I, I think there's a kind of a group of three that we haven't talked about that I feel like is a, a step above. You mentioned Zay Flowers from Boston College. He was going to the Shrine game. And then the two senior bowl receivers I mentioned, Andre Yacivas from Princeton and Charlie Jones from Purdue. You mean Chuck uh, Sizzle? Chuck Sizzle, sorry, from Purdue. Yeah. Um, you know, Zay Flowers seems to be the favorite among the community. He's been there for a while. Uh, and he so, highlights are great. I mean, he is fast. He has a lot of production going in. Uh, honestly, my biggest fear with him is that he's not at the Senior Bowl. And maybe it's his choice that he's picking the Shrine game over the Senior Bowl, but that's a red flag that goes off in my head. And maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't matter. Zay Flowers, you know, gets good draft capital and we're like, he's legit. But another smaller guy who has the athleticism. The other two are interesting. You know, you see this is 6'3", 200. is probably going to run the four threes at the combine. Uh, really stepped up after a good year last year, this year. So if you're looking at the small school receiver, like Watson was last year, Princeton definitely much worse than North Dakota State. He's an intriguing upside swing in the third round of rookie drafts. And I think Chuck Sizzle from Purdue could be the big name this offseason that uh, the teams are higher on than everyone else. Insanely productive this year. He's going to run really well at the combine. Good athlete. Um, and you know he has a chance at, at round two draft capital. So I think those three I'm really watching for to see how the buzz goes going into these next few months just out of curiosity shane fastest wide receiver at this combine who do you think it's going to be oh that's that's a good question um because you have three fast ones right jalen hyatt chuck sizzle zay flowers like all super fast right is also really like who's going to be the fastest i i don't think it's going to be any of them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> out of those, you want out of those or, or no, just out of any wide receiver? I, I think it's going to be Tank Dell, the receiver from Houston. Nathaniel Dell is going to be, I think he's going to be in the four twos um, and, you know, get drafted in like the sixth, seventh round. Well, there's some talk that Chuck Sizzle is sub four three right now. Yeah. I mean, look, he, he's going to be close. I think he would be my pick. I think Hyatt, you know, maybe, but I, I, I do think Charlie Jones is faster than Hyatt. Do you think a wide receiver or uh, Devin Chain has the best chance to break the 40 record? Man, it's tight. 
I, you know, I think if anyone's going to break it, I'll go with Chain. But there, there's some good receivers because Tank Dell, Darius Davis, TCU, the guys we mentioned. I mean, there's some good receivers. I think we're going to have multiple four twos in this class. Uh, can't wait for people to draft them. End of the second <laughs> round in rookie drafts, baby. Just yes. pump up that value. Uh, Nelly, quick, do you have do you have some thoughts? Kind of some guys that really look good analytically that that you know we might not be talking about that that could kind of sneak up in some rookie drafts a la uh, maybe Ashton Doolin hmm. uh well one guy <laughs> of the best of the rest who I do really like is Zay Flowers um his production profile as Shane mentioned there's a reason why Kim um here been at I think one year he was near expectation due to injury but every other year he's been good like he's made Phil Jerkovic almost look like an NFL draft prospect. Um, so I, I think he's pretty legit. Uh, it's going to come down to draft capital for him. Another guy who, I mean, is a known name, um, but has dropped off recently is is Parker Washington at Penn State. He never quite hit the expectations that were had for him because he was a high four-star recruit. Um, but the production profile actually isn't that bad. He's a third-year guy. He's going to be a slot guy at the next level, but he's not tiny. I think he's like 5'11". He's well-built, over over 200 pounds as well. So that's a guy who's probably relevant in the future. Um, uh, I'll tell you, a, a very underrated name is Tyler Hudson, wide receiver at Louisville. Spent three years at uh, Central Arkansas, I believe. They're, they're uh, FCS and had incredible production and, and transferred up this year to Louisville and was like the only weapon on the team and, and had a very good year at Louisville as well. He's a tall guy. He's more of a contested catch guy. Um, so that'll drop him a little bit, but um, that production profile is as good as any, any guy left um, that we haven't talked about. Uh, anyone, anyone else left on that list guys, Shane, that, that uh, you think we need to touch on? Look, just cause Nelly hate some uh, Rakeem Jarrett, uh, our, our old Debbie darling from when he was coming into college football is in this class. He's still going to be athletic as hell. Uh, I think he's an intriguing, you know, day three pick who could provide some fantasy upside. If you take a shot on him. and talk about old Debbie darlings, Jaden <laughs> Hazelwood. Yeah, like I, I still draft. like Jaden Hazelwood. Yeah, uh, he was the number one receiver in the 2019 class. So, what a blast from the past it is to hear that name. Um, but Shane, you want to teach us something? Yeah, let's let's do it. Um, I, I have an interesting woman to teach us about today. Uh, Violet Jessup. She was a stewardess on ocean liners, uh, starting in 1908 at the age of 21. So in 1910, she worked for the White Star Line on the Olympic. And um, a year later, while she was working, it collided with the HMS Hawk, a British warship, uh, and almost sank, did not sink. Uh, but that was kind of her first bout of almost dying on one of these ships. And of course, while it was being fixed, she then started to work on the Titanic. We all know what happened with the Titanic. Uh, she survived on a lifeboat. And during World War I, she was a Red Cross stewardess on the HMHS Britannic, a hospital ship. It hit a German mine and sank. She was nearly sucked into one of the propellers, but also survived on a lifeboat. One of the few 
people in, in world history documented to have survived, um, you know, three, three ships sinking and surviving all three of those. What? What a parlay that would be. <laughs> those odds. Those odds would be wild. Yeah, like what what are the chances that you're working on the Titanic on one of, one of the worst uh, ships uh, sink hospital ships sinking in World War 1, you know, and have been a one before that that happened so wild. Do you think of like I feel like second and third time, I feel like it's almost like a family guy bit where it's like, "Oh, it's happening again." <laughs> you know, like yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I look, I could see it. You, you think that last one she had to be sitting there, like, oh man, not again. This, this keeps happening. Or is it like I know how to get out of this? You know? <laughs> I, I've been here. Um, but let's let's dive into our buy sells and unknown stock. I'm gonna go first because I actually have mine written down here. Uh, my buy is DK Metcalf. I think he doesn't get enough respect for what he does. I think he should be not only worth more, but also in everyone's rankings, just higher. Like, he's just a good player. Uh, my sell, we talked about it a little bit on the other show, Shane. Uh, my sell is Dane Key, uh, the wide receiver at, at Kentucky. I think when we're looking at, like, offenses, like, is the offense going to be pretty similar next year? Like, sure. But I think Brary and Brown takes a larger portion of that offense. And if there's a chance, especially in C2C leagues, where I can get out of some Dane Key shares, um, I'd be happy with that. I think he would be on my do not draft list uh, for kind of five-round Debbie mocks or five-round Debbie drafts that I do in the offseason. Um, he's not going to be the guy that I will make sure that is never on any of my teams. Um, and my unknown is uh, Nelly's favorite quarterback in all of the NFL, uh, Kenny Pickett. Like, I think Kenny Pickett does fine enough. And, like, you have to think that, like, he's going to continue to get better. Obviously, injuries have, have really hurt him this season. Um, and I think a full season of him as the starter will will help him. But, like, I don't know what that ceiling is. Like, in fantasy, what's that ceiling? Is ceiling literally like Mac Jones ceiling? Like, is that where we at? Is there a higher ceiling? I don't know. Um, like my current thought is like, he's never a QB one never has really a QB one finish barring a bunch of injuries in his career. But like, that doesn't mean he's not valuable. Um, and then it's all about like, how long will he remain a starting quarterback? So, um, there's a lot of unknowns with Kenny Pickett and I just don't quite know what to do with him. So either of you feel free to go next. Yeah, I can hit it up. I think. I'm, you know, I guess I'm being a homer. I'm still in on Kenny Pickett a little bit. Uh, I think I am for, too, but there's a, there's a lot of question marks in fantasy about like what to do with him. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. Um, I, I got some kind of big, big NFL receivers on these. Uh, my buys T Higgins, I still think is underrated. We saw what he did this past week. I think the Bengals offense is just getting better. So, I mean, I would trade guys like, Garrett Wilson, Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, Travis Etienne, uh, the 105. I think this offseason for T. Higgins, I think people are just still selling him short because Jamar Chase is there and you can get pick up value, get younger, uh, get a top receiver. My sell is Cooper Cup, which I think it depends where you can get and where your team's at. 
<clears throat> but I'm worried about the Rams. Maybe he's a the guy they move, um, which I think would help. But like, I'd rather have a Devonta Smith. I'd rather have maybe Michael Pittman plus to see that Colts rebuild happen. I'd rather have Drake London. Um, I think I'm ready to move on from Cup, and he's had injury issues, you know, through his career too that I think were overlooked last year. My unknown is is uh, I, I think it's similar to you, Kane. It's Mac Jones. Like I don't like Mac Jones. Nelly and I talk about it in the Discord. I think Mac Jones is my most hated NFL player who is not due to some off the field issue. Like he's, he's, I hate hate him, but he's going to be the starter. The Patriots will get Bill O'Brien. Like this feels like a bottom point for Mac Jones. Um, I had one of my followers tweet me in a super flex tight end premium. Um, He traded Kareem Hunt and Cordero Patterson for Mac Jones. (laughs) Like, Mac Jones' value might be really bottoming out, and it might uh, maybe I should buy, but like I, I hate every second of that, and I, I just can't do it. Uh, he is valuable in your point per uh, tantrum league, so <laughs> and your if, point per slide with cleats first leagues. Yeah, if, if you're in a if you're in a PPT league or a PPSWC <laughs> league. Uh, <laughs> Like Mac Jones, solid. I honestly think he'd win in in a PBT league. I oh, think yeah. that in, <laughs> a, in a true point per tantrum, big bonuses there. Oh, you gotta because I think you get a tight end bonus or a, a quarterback bonus because they don't. Yeah, have and he's consistent bonus. too. He's consistent. You know, like every week, there's not volatility. He's consistent. It, he's consistently volatile <laughs> towards his coach. There you go. A different players. type of volatile. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, angry. Yeah, Mac Jones is the worst. The worst. Uh, he's gonna be <laughs> on that team for another few years too. Oh, thank goodness! What a time. <laughs> um. Okay, my buys and sells. Um, I'm gonna buy Devontae Walker, newly um, new wide receiver of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, he transferred from Kent State, uh, and I think he's gonna be Drake May's number one wide receiver there. Um, this is his first year at the FBS level. He transferred from Juco and he was, he was a stud at, um, at Kent state. He was racking in offers. He's tall, uh, and he's fast too. Um, so I think he has some upside in that aspect. Um, but he's going to be super productive this year. He's an outside wide receiver for Drake may, um, who's, who's going to produce and needs these weapons. So I think he's a good buy to rise, uh, on in Debbie ranks going forward. Um, I will sell also due to a transfer situation. Jaden not running back at Cal, um, who was one of the more productive freshman running backs this past year. Um, but I don't necessarily think that he has much room to improve. You know, that offense is not very good. He's a good receiving back, which is his, his calling card. Um, but inefficient on the ground in large part due to the offense, but they just brought in via transfer Byron Cardwell, who's a pretty solid running back, someone who we were high on in the past. And I don't think Cardwell is going to take over the job or anything, but he's going to get touches. Um, it's not going to be a full, uh, true uh, workload for Jade Knott. And and the quarterback just left via transfer. I, I don't really know what's going on there, but I don't think that offense is going to be very good. And so I th- think the ceiling is capped. So I think he he has Devi value right now because he was one, one of the more productive running backs, but I think that drops. Um, so I'd be selling him. Uh, my unknown is the Texas Longhorn running back situation. So that would be Jadon Blue, 
uh, a freshman darling from this past year. Jonathan Brooks, who's a second-year guy that no one's talking about, and Cedric Baxter coming in next year is probably the number one running back in the class. Um, and I just I don't know how it's going to shake out this upcoming year. I think if you ask a different person, they'll give you a different answer. Um, I think I think Brooks is going to get the shot right away. Actually, he was ahead of Blue um, all season long when when backups would come in. Um, but I think some people think that Blue will take that job. I think Baxter will eventually take that job as a top freshman, but he'll never be given it right away. So it's just going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. I think there's value to be had with with Brooks. I think there's potentially a sell window with Blue, um, and, and Baxter's fun. I hope he's good. I'm just going to ignore the slide-by shot that you took at Ruben Owens on that. Um, <laughs> but, hey, you know, um, it's just the way it is. Uh, but that is it for us here at the Devi Marketplace. Make sure you join the Discord completely free. So make sure you join that. Uh, Devi mocks and rookie mocks are going to be popping soon. So make sure you get in there. Um, and hope you had a good Christmas, happy holidays, all that stuff. Uh, enjoy the new year. And we're going to get ready for some really fun off-season uh, content and off-season Discord. So, so join that. But for now, that is it for the Debbie Marketplace. Just wanted to say we appreciate every single one of you.